You are watching Ticket Today, I'm Aaron Young, and today we're discussing a new warning from the FBI that hackers are using AI to develop new malware programs. That is new viruses for your computer supercharged with the speed and efficiency of AI. So what does it mean for regular computer users? What can law enforcement around the world in the United States too actually do about it? For more, we're joined by attorney Andrew Rosso. I thought that malware was over and done with, that it was all sorted, but now AI is here to stuff things up. Oh, it's it's never going away, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, but what we can hope for is that we have better systems in place, better tools, especially with AI that can help minimize these instances where bad faith actors come into the picture and try to manipulate these tools to their advantage and at the detriment of people like us. So give us some examples of some of these programs, if you can. How does it actually work? So malware code in and of itself is designed specifically to target another user, another system. And whether it's extracting data, whether it's uh, injecting a virus into the into the system, the, the, the intention is to take personal information, confidential information out of it. What we have seen thus far with you know these AI chatbots is the ability to use it to alter voices, pretending to be somebody that doesn't really exist, right? Or somebody that you may have done business with or have come across and you truly believe it's them. And you know, other attempts at defrauding loved ones and the elderly to get money from them. So these cases that we've seen are real they are happening and they will continue to grow the more this ai technology you know increases yeah now we've heard from the fbi i mean we know that they deal with these sorts of things all the time they say we expect over time as adaptation and democratization of ai models continues these trends will increase so while we're all learning about chat gpt and how we can use ai to make ourselves look younger there are other people who are using it uh, in far more sophisticated and advanced ways to make life more difficult for us. Is there anything that can be done now by OpenAI, by the people who are creating these tools to try and stop it before it happens? I, I think so. And, you know, I stand by, you know, conversations I've had previously of, I think the initial release by OpenAI was a very impulsive and dangerous move because it's now put out a tool that isn't really research to the best of its ability and we're seeing those those kinks so i think what we really need to see happen here aaron is that first and foremost we need to push back on on putting out these updates putting on these new utilization opportunities for users for consumers to to use these programs and instead focus on what's in front of us what the problem is how can we implement these safety guardrails into the existing systems while Congress, while lawmakers are still pushing forward, you know, and trying to create a basic framework for how to use AI ethically. Now, one of the good things which could hopefully be on our side when it comes to this is the fact that uh, the quality of the code which is being developed by this malware is generally pretty low, which means that it should be easier for the FBI, even potentially for users to be able to look at and to identify as something's wrong here. I think 
the description of quote quality as it's been described, you know, by the FBI, it's subjective and it may be low now, but it's not going to be for much longer. It is a very short window in which there is an opportunity to combat and, and defend. But at the same time, we don't know what these skill sets are for experts in the field or these bad faith actors that are coming in and, and taking advantage. So mm. to really quickly reduce that these people don't have the necessary skill sets yet, you know, it's it's impulsive yeah, again. Yeah, and yeah. we need to be better prepared. Yeah, and 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 just finally on this as well. Um we're a little bit worried. So the good news is that the quality is quite low. But when we ask about OpenAI and ChatGPT actually taking action, it hasn't been entirely encouraging because they've been deactivating things like the plagiarism detector, um, which essentially was designed to try and be a little bit more honest, but they've deactivated this. What kind of insight does that give to us about how seriously ChatGPT would actually be taking plagiarism and malware uh, creation by, by these sorts of people? I think it leaves us all with one question. Why? Right? I, you know, we don't know the exact reasoning for it, but to completely disable or remove it from our ability as users to utilize these functions, these mm. features, is it, it's puzzling to me. Yeah. I don't mm. see the reason for it. And I think we need to hold these companies to a, a higher standard. We need to be careful before just jumping into platforms freely without understanding what's really going on. And yeah. I think they do a better job. I think they should be doing a better job. All right. We'll leave it there, Andrew Ross. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right. More Ticket News right after this.